0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Cocoa Beach, Florida with my new friend Nate Beck of nate-beck.com. Nate moved here because he loves the small town feel, despite how famous it is for rocket launches. In this episode, Nate and I talk about watching rocket launches at Cape Canaveral, taking a kayak tour through the Thousand Islands mangrove tunnels, and sampling gator bites at Sandbar. You've got these three amazing experiences, plus so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Florida, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cocoa Beach. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use Award Wallet to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account. Hey, Nate. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. So it's great to meet you, and today we're talk- going to be talking about Cocoa Beach, Florida. I know Florida has lots of beaches and everything else, but there's something special about Cocoa Beach because it's right near Cape Canaveral, where all the rockets go. This morning, there was actually a rocket launch.
1: Yeah, we have rocket launches all the time, and especially since, you know, I mean, there were a lot of shuttle, uh, like rocket launches, shuttle launches when NASA was the only one going up, but now we also have Blue Origin and SpaceX going off, and I mean, we see SpaceX launches all the time. So it's like one of those awesome things. Like if you missed one, wait a couple of days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're, you're going to see another one.
0: That's so cool. I think it's one of those things like when you're, you're used to it, it it's happens like such a regular basis for you. It's like, I was like, eh, another rocket launch. When I used to live by Disneyland, like you must go to Disneyland all the time. i like, eh, no, it's just Disney. It's like right around the corner. But for those of us that don't live nearby, I, I think it's like one of those lifetime experiences. You have to go and watch a rocket launch at some point.
1: Well, and especially if you get lucky enough, because most of them are, like, are, are during the day, but then we have night launches as well. And if you're lucky enough to be there when a night launch goes off, it is one of the coolest things. I mean, just because it's it's so dark and everyone just floods to the beach. Everyone's having a good time partying. There's like reggae music going. Like for SpaceX, for example, they have like a live stream on their Twitter. So everyone's watching that. And then like 10 seconds, everyone shuts off everything. And everyone's like, 10, 9, eight like counting down and then you just see the sky start to glow and then you see it go up with the big like fireball and and then with spacex what's awesome is the boosters drop off and then you know the rocket continues into space but then the boosters come down and they create this halo this like white halo around them kind of as they're coming down and then they flip midair and land on the the barge so you get a launch up, but then you also get to see the the, the boosters coming down. It's really a cool experience
0: of what a time to be alive. This is such amazing things. We never thought we'd see those type of things in our life. That is so great. Right. Cool. So what is your connection to Cocoa beach? Like how did you get there or how did you choose that? That's the place you're going to live.
1: Yeah. So I actually, I don't have any family there. You know, I have some family in Florida, but they're up in the panhandle. And when I was moving out of Minnesota, I wanted to give back because I had spent a lot of time living in California. And then I was living in Minnesota helping take care of my grandparents. And then when they went into a home, I wanted to leave and go back to an ocean and didn't want to go back to California because of the prices. So I figured the only other place with sun and surf was Florida. So I actually rented a car and started at the Florida-Georgia border and drove the entire coast, A1A, from Jacksonville all the way down to Key West. And every town was just kind of like... This is a little bit too touristy. This is a little bit too too many chains or that. And I hit Cocoa Beach and the Space Coast, which is – so Cocoa Beach is on a barrier island that's just off the coast of Florida that kicks down from Cape Canaveral all the way down miles and miles and miles, right? And you, you hit Cape Canaveral. The A1A is going to kick you inland because it's a Air Force base and Space Force base. And then you can kick back out over the bridge to the barrier Island and you end up in Cape Canaveral, the town. And then the next town down is Cocoa Beach. And I got to Cocoa Beach and it was like a lot of mom and pop businesses and like locally owned surf shops and coffee shops. And and it was kind of harder to find a chain restaurant, which I really appreciated. But there were like a Walmart nearby and like a Publix nearby. So it's easy to get stuff done for the necessities but it looks really appealing to me. And it's, it's definitely like very focused on, you know, locally owned businesses, small community. The surf was fun The people were super nice. And, and so I was like, okay, you know, mark this down. And then I kept driving South and, you know, nothing ever struck me like Cocoa beach did. And I, you know, I went back to Minnesota and, you know, got all my affairs in order. And I was like, Later, friends. I'm out of here. I'm going to Cocoa Beach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love being able to support small businesses like that. Like you said, it's it's good to have like some of the the normal things that you kind of if you want that chain or that like retail store, but being able to go to those mom and pops and support those small businesses that's what it's all about. So, okay, if somebody's gonna come there to visit Cocoa Beach, I know you said it's on, it's on the it's on the east coast of Florida, right? Yep. I think it's about halfway up the state. If you go from like Orlando, it's like kind of go do East and then you're going to hit it
1: directly. east. you slam into it.
0: So from there, do you like, do you fly into Orlando or like what airport do you fly into to, to get there?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of, this is kind of the, the pain about Cocoa Beach, but it's also, what's kind of cool about it is it's kind of a trek to get there. So you're either going to fly into Orlando MCO and it's going to be about an hour drive East, which means you'll have to run a car or pay a lot for like a ride share. The other airport we have in the area is melbourne florida mlb and that's going to be about half an hour south now it's easier to get to coco beach from melbourne than it is from orlando but you're going to have to take a connecting flight usually to get to the melbourne airport so it just kind of depends on what airline you want to fly and would you rather drive farther or would you rather connect through sometimes you connect through atlanta you know atlanta or dallas fort worth so i usually just fly in and out of orlando just because then it's a straight shot over to Cocoa Beach. It's just, I think it's easier, but you can also fly into Melbourne.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I we did this something similar to that. Like when I was a young child, I remember going to the Kennedy Space Center, which is pretty much nearby there, right? Yep. We went to Orlando, did all the Orlando fun stuff, and then we did like a day trip out to the Kennedy Space Center. And it was like so amazing being able to see all the rockets. And as a young kid, like space is like this big unknown and everything. I, I still remember it to this day, but uh, I don't remember all the little small towns we went to, but... I hope that we visited Cocoa Beach while we were there.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's what I always tell people when they're going to like do Disneyland, and then they plan like a pool day. I'm like, don't plan a pool day. Come to the beach. Come to Cocoa Beach because it's it's only an hour away, and the water's warm. You don't need a wetsuit. It's great place to eat and drink, and like just check out like a different town. You can easily do it in a day from Orlando.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so if somebody's planning their trip and they want to come visit. Are there certain times of year that are that are better to visit than others or are there certain uh, events or festivals that happen where maybe you want to plan your trip around that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much everything happens in the summer in Cocoa Beach. In the winter it all kind of dies down because it is kind of a tourist town a little bit, you know. In the winter everything dies down and it actually does get cold, which is surprising. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's Florida, it's always nice there." And I'm like, "No, in the winter it actually kind of <laughs> gets cold. So like you'll be wearing a hoodie and a beanie in the winter." You know, you go surf in the winter and you're in a wetsuit and that's mostly like the temperatures get a little chilly, but it's the wind and the wind's blowing in that like wet, humid kind of air. So even though it's like 72, but it's kind of windy, you know? So if you want to experience Cocoa Beach when there's like, when it's empty, I would say come late fall to early spring, middle spring through the summer and mid fall, it is, it is a party. It is so packed. But like packed in a good way though. I mean, you can still find parking and stuff. Like if you if you want to go to the pier and you want to park at the pier, you have to be there by like nine a.m. But there's plenty of parking very close and around. There's a great festival called the NKF Festival in the fall. It's in September. It's a surfing festival uh, that supports the National Kidney Foundation. And it's so funny because I wasn't there for the year that this happened, but it's more of like, like local pros and amateur surfing festival. A few years ago, Kelly Slater, 11 time surfing champion actually showed up and entered in it and got taken out by a local Cocoa beach guy, which was <laughs> awesome, which was so funny. So yeah. So if you're looking for like the hot Florida beach party, definitely summer if you're looking for a bit quieter time and you don't mind it being a little chilly come on down in the winter but anytime you you can't go wrong
0: that makes a lot of sense now you mentioned obviously we're going to drive a car when we're there to be able to hit up uh you know the kennedy space center you know drive up to cape canaveral those types of things what other things should we be driving around to go see and do while we're there
1: once you get to coco beach it's pretty easy to get around ride share bus because like the barrier islands only anywhere from, I think it's like a quarter mile wide at the skinniest up to three quarters of a mile wide at the widest. So it's just long, but everything's real jam packed in there. So once you get to Cocoa beach, you're, you're pretty good. There's a couple attractions that are pretty nice. Obviously, if you want to go to like Orlando and hit Disneyland, Kennedy space center, uh, is about a half an hour drive to the North. And then the Brevard Zoo is actually down in Melbourne, and that's actually a really good zoo as well. But once you're in Cocoa Beach, if you're looking just to, like, have some meals, do the beach thing, you're pretty much just staying in Cocoa Beach.
0: Oh, cool. So you can just kind of park your car at the hotel and walk around and do everything, right?
1: Exactly. Like, yeah, just park it. You know, have the car to get from Orlando and get to Kennedy. Kennedy's so amazing. I mean, you can go and see it. The whole Space Shuttle Atlantis is in there and they have a great selection of rockets outside but once you get to cocoa and you like park your car you're pretty much good.
0: Oh good, good. Okay, so what about as far as like hotels, uh, you know, are there any like boutique or like local spots we should hit up or I mean, I like to use miles and points a lot when I travel, so uh, do they have a lot of like the name brands like Hilton and Marriott and stuff?
1: Yeah, I would definitely stick with miles and points. There are some more boutique hotels, but they're real they're real hit and miss and some are real unique for lack of a better term. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. So I would definitely stick with your majors, your IGH, your Hilton, your Hyatt, your Marriott. And they're all just lined up on the beach. You can be staying in a Marriott staring at a Hyatt. So whichever, you know, if whatever you you have a, like a loyalty card to is totally
0: fine. Okay, perfect. And like you said, like pretty much the island itself isn't that wide. So pretty much whatever you're getting, you're almost like right on the beach anyways.
1: Yeah, I think the farthest you're going to walk because I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking like real quick about like spots in my head. I think if you walked from the southernmost point of Cocoa Beach proper to the northernmost point of Cocoa Beach proper, you're probably only walking 3 miles maybe.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah, so worst case you could take a little a short Uber ride, you know, something like that and then you'd be good. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Now, are there any other attractions that we should be doing over there other than obviously hanging out on the beach, enjoying ourselves, hitting the water. That's going to be a lot of fun. I know like in, in Florida, like visiting like the gators and like the swamps and like a, like a airboat ride, those types of things are kind of a big attraction for a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a really good point, Lee. That's another thing you can do with a car is go for a gator swamp tour. Those are going to be actually on the mainland and there's a bunch of different companies that do it, but they're usually like a 20 minute drive inland from Cocoa Beach. I go on them just because they're so much fun, even though I live there, you know, <laughs> but it, they're, they're great. They're usually like an hour long. And cause like, if you're going to take surf lessons, like I always send people to pure Aloha surf. I think they do the best job. They're the most stoked, but like every single airboat ride I've been on, they've all been great. So you can't really go wrong with any of them, but it's kind of cool just to go see a giant gator and they'll these gators are not, you know, they're not scared of the airboats. They see them all the time. So they'll pull up the airboat right next to a gator and you'll be like four feet from a wild gator. And it's crazy. You know, it's super, super, super cool. And then just being on an airboat is kind of cool too. It's a very, you know, Florida thing to do.
0: <laughs> sure. You mentioned like the surf lessons and everything. It was really cool. I was actually looking that up and I think you can actually just, if you can time it right, like you're actually out on the surfboard watching like one of the, like the rockets launches, right?
1: It was so crazy. Cause so like, that was one of like the things I always wanted to do when I moved there. I saw a rocket launch. I was like, that was cool. And then I went to the Cocoa Beach pier, watched a rocket launch from there and that was even cooler and then I was surfing one morning and I was like, man, that'd be so sick to be like in the water and have a, I have a rocket like take off over you. Yeah. And I just like kept checking the timing and there were like a lot of scrubs and I kind of had forgotten about it a little bit, you know, and like life took over. And then I was in the water one morning and I just started to hear this rumble and I'm like, are they like moving? I was surfing at the Cocoa Beach Pier and I'm like, are they moving like big trash bins on the pier? Like when I was looking up, and no. <laughs> and then it got louder and it got so intense. And I was like, started looking around everybody else, and everybody's looking up in the air. And I'm like, is this like the like the apocalypse? Like, is there a <laughs> meteor coming? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just because <laughs> I was just it was like I'd only been living there for like a couple months. I just wasn't used to rockets going off all the time yet. And I look up, and I'm just like, that is so cool. And it's like it is. It's just a rocket taking off right above you. It lasts 20 seconds. I, I was literally just looking at a rocket on Earth and 20 seconds later it's in space. Wow. And I'm floating in in the ocean.
0: What an experience. That's that so cool. Now, one of the things I also I also know is that kind of with like that tropical like temperature and and you know all the all the like foliage and everything like that. Like there's like mangroves that are there like in those areas right in Florida. I guess there's something called like the the Thousand Islands Mangrove Tunnels. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so because it is a bear island, we have the ocean on the eastern side, and then the piece of water that actually splits the mainland and the island is a river. And it's brackish water, and it's full of wildlife. I mean, you dolphins and manatees and birds and fish and rays and you know everything's in there. And there are these mangroves in Cocoa Beach in the river on the west side of Cocoa Beach – and you can go kayaking stand-up paddleboarding through them and it's crazy i mean i went with a company coco kayaking because they offer either stand-up paddleboarding or kayaking so i did one i did one of each and then you can do it at night and the, the water there is actually bioluminescent if you go at the right time of year so it glows
0: oh that is so awesome
1: yeah it's super it's super rad but it's just, it's crazy. I mean, there's so, like some of the mangrove tunnels are so thick. You're laying down in your kayak, your paddle's on top of you, and you're like pulling yourself through it, pulling on the mangroves because it's so dense. Wow. You know? What an experience. It's, it's trippy because you go surf in the morning, a rocket takes off. You go grab some tacos for lunch on the beach, and it's like a little bit more touristy. And then you're pulling yourself through mangroves, and you think you're in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's just like a constant like overload of like
0: what is happening you know it's really cool that is amazing well speaking of tacos and everything we can't miss out on some of like the fun places to go eat while we're there in Cocoa beach do you have some suggestions as far as like a good place for maybe for breakfast or lunch or like a, a like a sweet treat or something like that
1: yeah absolutely two of my favorite places are sandbar and Cocoa beach fish camp grill They're both owned by the same people. They just kind of have different feels. So if I'm going to do like a lunch or like an afternoon snack, I usually go hit up Sandbar. They have some of the best tacos I've ever had in Florida. Great Taco Tuesday deals. It's very like beachy vibes. Reggae music is playing. It's half outdoors, half indoors. It's like a lot of high top bar tables. Most people are wearing board shorts, flip flops. Most people just got out of the water, either if they were fishing or surfing. That's a great place. And then, if, but if you're looking for more of like a sit down, air conditioned plate meal, I would guess, than like basket food, I would go to Cocoa Beach Fish Camp Grill, which is actually right by the pier. So that's a great spot that you, you know, if you're not big into walking, because Sandbar is, I want to say like half a mile south of the pier. But Fish Camp Grill is like right by the pier. So if you want to like sit down, you know, like if you've been at the beach all day and you're hot and you're sweaty and you're just like, I just want to sit in air conditioning and get like a nice (laughs) full meal. Fish Camp Grill is the way to go. Otherwise, Coconuts on the Beach is actually a restaurant that's on, on, on the beach. So you can go to the beach and that's right in the heart of downtown Cocoa Beach. So you can go to the beach, hang out, and then you walk up from the beach onto like their patio deck and they have like a nice square outside bar outdoor seating but they also do have inside seating and then they do basket tacos gator bites like that kind of stuff conch fritters which is like yeah i don't know how you get more floridian than gator bites and conch fritters those are both florida delicacies <laughs> and i'm totally stoked with getting just baskets of those because they're so good but then coconuts also has an indoor section if you are looking for like a sit down with like a air conditioning and plate food too those are generally my like like beachy kind of side But for sunset, and like, this is what tripped me out when I moved because I, you know, I was living in California for so long. When the sun sets in California, it sets over the ocean. So I was going, like, I just moved to Cocoa Beach and I was going to go watch the sunset and it didn't happen. And I'm like, where's the sun? And then I was like, oh, yeah, the sun sets in the West. Duh. (laughs) So, but I, you know, there's something I think that's really special about watching the sunset over water. So there's a restaurant on the west side of Cocoa Beach on the river called Squid Lips and they have, a great outdoor seating and you can watch the sunset over the river and it's you know the birds are flying and you see dolphins kind of jumping and getting their dinner as well and that's a nice place to have like a nice plate dinner as well
0: yeah that sounds amazing that's one thing i miss about about california is being able to have those type of sunsets like that over the water i mean they they got a lot of lakes here and rivers and stuff like that in in nashville but it's not quite the same
1: no definitely yeah i did because that's the thing too though is the sun rises though in Cocoa Beach? If you, if you get up that early, you know if you're a morning person, you can get down to the beach and watch a sunrise and over the ocean. That's pretty special.
0: Nice. Now, uh, where would we go if we want to get like a really good breakfast before we head out for the day?
1: I'm not really a breakfast guy, so I'm not quite sure. I'm the one to ask. I usually just hit up a local coffee shop. There's a uh, there's a spot in downtown called Cafe Surfinista, and that's like kind of the spot to grab like a coffee and like a, a more of like a pastry. They do have like some like breakfast sandwiches as well that are really good. It's really popular with the surfers. So I would say that's kind of the spot for like a a quick breakfast, but for like a full meal of breakfast, I wouldn't, I'm just itching to get in the water. So I'm just hitting up (laughs) Cafe Surfenista and then
0: cruising, you know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, what about when you get out of the water and like, you know, I I have young kids and we, you know, after like a, a long day, especially out hot out there and everything, they want some like ice cream or some other sort of treat. Any recommendations for that?
1: If you're in downtown Cocoa Beach, there's an ice cream place. Every third door is an ice cream, and they're all good. Just hit every single one of them. There's one right by Coconuts on the Beach. That one's really good. There's also one across from Ron John's Surf Shop, which is going to be maybe a block from Sandbar. So you're about half a mile south of the Cocoa Beach Pier. There's one there as well. So you're pretty much stoked, which is, which is actually kind of cool because you can grab some ice cream and then go check out Ron John's surf shop, too.
0: There you go. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Now, what if I'm, like, if I'm bringing my wife and we want to like go out for like a nice dinner, just the two of us, and maybe grandma's watching the kids or something? Uh, where would we go for that?
1: Ooh, a nice dinner. I might actually leave Cocoa Beach for that. So if you want like more of a, like a nice sit-down restaurant, like a little date-oriented, I would head north to Cape Canaveral. It's actually on the port. There's four restaurants there. One is Gator's Dockside. You have Rusty Seafood and Oyster Bar. You have Grills Seafood and Tiki Bar. And then you have Seafood Atlantic, and that's more of like a little less romantic, but it's still really good. Gator's Dockside is very nice. Rusty Seafood and Oyster Bar is very nice. But what's really cool about that area is that you can watch the boats coming in from fishing all day, which is really cool. And it's more of like an older crowd. There's, you're not going to see kids as much. And if there was a launch that day, the boat that goes out and gets the rocket actually parks right across from the uh, the basin right there. So oh, you wow. can sit there. Yeah, so you can sit there and see the rocket that just took off, which that's is one of the coolest things I think. You know, that is amazing. Yep. So so that's that's super cool. And then. If you do like gambling and like dancing and that kind of stuff, the Victory Casino Cruise leaves from just two slips down from those restaurants. So you can kind of do like a nice dinner, grab some drinks, and then hop on that for some, you know, either table games or slots and some music and a little nighttime cruise.
0: That sounds like a fun night. right? Now, well, well, Nate, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all these amazing tips for Cocoa Beach. Now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Cocoa Beach, where were they going? What, what would they eat?
1: I would do Sandbar and I would do the tacos there. They are that good, A. And B, you're going to get the most authentic Cocoa Beach experience there. Because everyone there is like, it's, it's, it's locals. You know, it's like I said, it's the guys coming in from surfing in the afternoon. It's the guys coming in from the fishing. It's reggae. It is the vibe of Cocoa Beach. And the tacos are so good. And you can get Gator Bites there. You know, I, I still think Sandbar has the best Gator Bites in Florida. The sauce too, so good. So yeah, I would say that.
0: What type of tacos do you normally get?
1: One of each. They have fish, chicken, and beef, and I just usually get one of each because they're all. I mean, good luck picking one's the best,
0: you know. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, like like you said, you've lived in Cocoa Beach for a few years now. I'm sure you have some great memories already. Like, what's one of your most memorable?
1: Uh, I would say definitely the 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 rocket taking off over me while I was surfing. That was super memorable. I've also gone out um they they have some afternoon shark fishing boats that you can go on. You can go and catch like pretty big sharks. I didn't catch one, but the guy I was with when i it was like a six or seven foot shark pulled up onto the boat that was pretty crazy or stand up paddle boarding through the thousand islands and I had dolphins swimming all around me, and then one actually swam underneath my paddle board, which was nuts, you know
0: <laughs> that's so cool they always wonder where are you like okay are they gonna knock me off are they gonna be cool like, what's, what's gonna <sighs> I happen? don't
1: know I, seriously cause I was like cause they're like frolicking and everything and then this one's kinda just heading to me jumping up and down and I'm like I like got down onto my knees cause I'm like this might hurt if it just <laughs> runs into me I mean they're they're big they're not small oh yeah you know but they're I mean they're super playful and I mean they're way better swimmers than humans so I think yeah. we're good
0: right on well speaking of good times and happy memories like where's the happiest happy hour in Cocoa Beach
1: oof I don't wanna plug Sandbar again, but I mean, I can't stress Sandbar enough. But if you're not gonna do the happiest happy hour at Sandbar, definitely Coconuts on the beach. They're probably known for their happy hour there. Otherwise, the drinks are gonna be a little bit more, but the view is phenomenal. Reiki Tavern on the end of the pier. Cause like the whole shoreline in Cocoa Beach is straight. So you can see all the way up to the, the launch pads to the north and then you can see as far as the eye can see to the south from the end of the Cocoa Beach Pier. So that's one of the best places, I think. It might not be the cheapest happy hour, but it might be the happiest.
0: No, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about, I mean, like, I love saving money. You know, <laughs> I'm frugal and everything like that, right? But it's all about getting that experience, you know, and like paying a little bit extra so that way you can get something that like you're really going to remember for, for years and years. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza?
1: I actually am lactose. So I'm not really the guy to ask for that. But next door to the ice cream place that's across the street from Ron John's, there's always a line there. Sandbar is also famous for their pizza. And then Bizarro's. So if you have a car, if you're a pizza fanatic, you got to go to Bizarro's. So Bizarro's is actually down in Indian Atlantic, which is about half an hour, 45 minutes south of Cocoa Beach. But it's been there since the 50s and all they serve is pizza. And if you're making the trek and you want pizza that bad, that's like the classic spot to go to.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll admit I've driven probably longer distances for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> for pizza. <You> know? so <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, I love pizza, you know, what am I What am I gonna do? Right on. Well, I know that like part of your gig is you, you drive all over the United States, like you're riding on your bike and exploring everything that's going on in, in the US. So I'm sure along those those adventures, you've picked up some really great travel tips. What's one of your best travel tips?
1: One of my best travel tips is I always try to, whatever I'm wearing, I try to make just make sure it can do a bunch of different things. So like, now they have these board shorts that are also like regular walk shorts. And for a town like Cocoa Beach, that's perfect because you're gonna be in and out of the water all day. So something that doesn't look like a board short that you can still get into, You can get in the ocean, you can have a good time, and then you can cruise up to Canaveral, you can go to Grills, you can go to Rusty's Oyster Bar, you know, and still look nicer for a nice romantic evening, but you don't have to lug around a backpack with a bunch of clothes. I think that's the key, is just try to do, just because the stuff in Cocoa Beach is so, you're inside, you're outside, you're inside, you're outside, you're hot, you're in the water, you're at restaurants, you're going paddle boarding, now we're trying to hop on Victory Casino Cruises. So if you can, Try to tailor your day's clothes around doing everything, and like picking materials that you're not going to sweat in as much. That's the easiest way to do it, I think.
0: No, absolutely. I think also like being able to have those like versatile pieces of clothing makes it like easier where you can pack. You don't have to pack as much, you know, because you know sometimes people like pack like this, these huge like steamer trunks of clothes. And I'm like, dude, you're only going for a weekend, you know? Right. <laughs> and this way, if you if you're strategic with your clothing that way, like you, you can travel with a backpack or like a small bag. You can avoid checking a bag when you fly. It's like so much easier just to do it that way.
1: The other thing to remember too is like, it is Florida. It is the beach. We're all here to have a good time. We don't need to be dressed to the nines, but we are going to have a good time.
0: Absolutely. I agree. Well, Nate, it's been awesome having you on the show. It's been great meeting you. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. My name is Nate Beck and I've been doing motorcycle reviews, tours, rides now for seven years, eight years now. One is with a company called Fix My Hog, and we go all over the nation doing rides and rallies, covering custom bike shows, the best rides through the Rocky Mountains. One ride we did was through Key West, and all that stuff is on Fix My Hog. I also do my own motorcycle reviews, mostly Harley-centric, although I do do some Triumph and Yamaha as well. That's all on YouTube. And yeah, just trying to get there and just see as much of the nation as possible and document it and just stoke people out and make them want to travel. I don't really care if you want to travel on a motorcycle. It's, that's my favorite. Or in a van or just getting out there and seeing the world. It's an awesome place. There's so many good places to see. I just like to show people from a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, we'll, we'll definitely include links to all that in the show notes. You know, Nate, again, it's been great talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Thanks so much for having me. Can't wait to have you and I'll, uh, I'll show you around.
0: What an awesome conversation with nate i still have fond memories of visiting cape canaveral with my parents as a young boy and i can't wait to take my kids someday you can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash coco beach we want to say thank you to award Wall for being today's affiliate partner it's my favorite way to track airline miles hotel points and other loyalty programs go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account today join us next time as we visit beijing china to speak my good friend austin Bellino the host of the Culture to Grow podcast. In this episode, Austin and I talk about visiting the Great Wall of China, exploring the Forbidden City, and ordering the Noodle Dance at his favorite restaurant. Hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.